Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, November 9th, and the time is 7.01 p.m. And you are tuned into the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this one-hour block of time, or one hour plus, should the Lord lead that we longer. And this is a time when we come together on a weekly basis, every Thursday at this same hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is a time of prayer, intercession, petition, prayer warfare, as we come together and bring our unsaved, wayward, and backslidden sons and daughters before the throne of grace, and we pray for them, for their deliverance and salvation. This is also a period of time when we pray for the parents of prodigals, those of us who are parents of unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters, and we agonize for their salvation. We don't want to see them enter a Christless eternity or get left behind when the rapture takes place. And so... Again, we commit this time. This time is a time of prayer and intercession and petition before the Lord for our wayward, backslidden, and unsaved sons and daughters. Some are teenagers who perhaps have wandered away from the faith. Maybe they were involved in the church at one time and no longer have an interest in the things of God. Other prodigals, perhaps, are adults and they have wandered from the faith and they have gotten preoccupied with career or friends or family. And those things are not necessarily evil things in themselves, but when they take the place of the things of eternity and we put them in the front of all of our priorities ahead of the things of God, the things that can lead to eternal salvation. That's when the danger comes in. And there are many people who are pursuing other things instead of the things of God. You know, there are those of us who have unsaved sons and daughters, and I will mention this during our devotional. Some of our sons and daughters are at home with us, and they are hostile to the gospel. They don't want to hear any mention of the Word of God at the mere mention of prayer, or maybe they don't want to listen to Christian music. Maybe when you play Christian music or Christian programming, they react to it. I believe those are demonic forces that are being kicked up in our prodigals. Some of us have unsaved and wayward sons and daughters, and some of them are incarcerated or in drug rehabilitation programs as the the chains of drug addiction and alcoholism, strongholds which are binding our loved ones. Some of us have unsaved sons and daughters and they're out in the street, hanging out, partying with friends or involved in other activities. And we worry about them. They leave and we have no idea where they are till they come back at night. Perhaps they come back under the influence of narcotics, or maybe they're getting in trouble with the law. 
Others of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are in the bondage of depression or low self-esteem or involved in the occult, Eastern religions or different philosophies. There are those of us who have unsaved sons and daughters who are incarcerated. They're in prison. But there is a greater prison than the one that you can be jailed in physically. There's the prison of the soul. And we need to pray for our unsaved sons and daughters that they are freed from whatever is holding them in bondage. And those of us who have prodigal sons and daughters who are incarcerated, we worry about them in those dangerous environments. We commit their safety to the Lord. And then there are those of us who have prodigal sons and daughters, and we have no idea where they are. Like the story of the prodigal son and the word of God, the father had absolutely no idea where his son was. He took off to try to live his own life. No cell phones, no instant messaging, no way to know whether his son was alive or dead, sick or being taken advantage of, or hungry or out in the cold. But this father, I'm sure, committed his son to the Lord and prayed for him constantly and just waited on God to act. The father had no idea that the Lord was working, but he was. The curtains are pulled back for you and I. Dad didn't know what was going on, but the curtain is pulled back. We read that he was employed and he lost his job. He spent all his money. Friends perhaps took advantage of his finances. And when the money ran out, the friends ran out. Where he was cold and hungry. The word of God says he ended up returning home. Father greeted him with love and compassion and mercy and gladness. And that's the response of our Heavenly Father whenever one of our prodigals turns back to the Lord. So we need to continue to pray and to fast for our unsaved loved ones. You know, I said it in the last podcast, and I know it bears repeating again. I believe that we are seeing biblical prophecy fulfilled right before our very eyes as we watch the news about what is occurring in the Middle East. None of these things that are occurring are happening by surprise. It's all predicted in the Word of God. The Scripture says that in the last days there'll be perilous times, and men's hearts will fail them for fear about what is going on in the world. But again, as I mentioned before, what are perilous times for the unsaved are not perilous times for you and I, who have committed our lives to Jesus Christ. Our names are written in the book of life. Everything is under control. And things are occurring just as they have been predicted in God's word. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church, the blessed hope, the snatching away of born-again believers. The word of God says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those who have died in the faith will rise from their graves and be caught up together in the clouds, and we who are alive and remain will be snatched up as well. It sounds incredible, but it's really going to happen. The rapture is an actual event that is going to occur. It could happen tonight. Are you ready? We need to pray 
that our prodigals come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and although it's a blessed hope that we all look forward to and want to see happen and can't wait for, the sword cuts both ways. At the same time, what is a blessed hope for us as believers is not a blessed hope for the unsaved. We want our prodigal sons and daughters to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so that they too will be raptured when this occurs and their names will be written in the book of life. Many of us agonize over our prodigal sons and daughters. We worry about them. I have to admit, I myself, I have a son and a daughter, an adult son and daughter, and it was several months ago when my son accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He read the Bible. He believed in the Word of God. But he admitted to me during a visit to my home that he never surrendered his life to Christ. He never confessed his sins, admitted his need for a Savior, and surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. He believed in God. He believed in the Bible. He read the Bible. He prayed. But he admitted to me he had never surrendered his life to Christ. And he reached a crisis point in his life. And during that particular visit, we prayed. And my son surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. The answer to repeated prayers for my prodigal son. And now I pray and fast for my daughter that she accept as her Lord and Savior. I'm waiting for that day. I know it will come. I don't know when. It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. But I believe and trust and know it is going to happen. God is faithful. And I know he will answer my prayer for my, my prodigal daughter that she will surrender her life to Jesus Christ. The Lord will do what is necessary to bring your prodigal and my prodigal to their knees. It may have to happen in a Damascus Road experience where the Lord brings them to a situation where they have a need for a savior. Trust your prodigal to the Lord. God has the perfect plan, the perfect method to have your prodigal fall to their knees physically and in their hearts and souls so that they surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. That's what's most important. Their eternal souls committed to the Lord. He will bring it to pass. And we need to be salt and light, be living epistles that can be seen and read by our prodigals. Now when they see our lives glorifying to God, when they see us having the peace that passes all understanding, then they will see that it's real. It's not just religion, it's relationship. We have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. And so, let us all continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. That's what this program is all about. This is a live podcast program. We invite your participation in it. Maybe perhaps you have an insight you'd like to share, a scripture you'd like to share, a testimony you'd like to share, a prayer request that you need to be brought before the throne of grace. If any of those apply to you and you want to be live and on the air, 
This is an ironing, sharpening iron time. Mutual edification and encouragement, something you have to say or share, whether it's through scripture, testimony, or maybe a word of knowledge, whatever it is, you can be a source of edification, comfort, and strength to someone who needs to hear your insight. If you're on the Podbean app, there is a phone icon, I believe, on the screen. And you can click on that phone icon, and if all goes well technically, we can patch you on live. And we would love to hear from you. Again, this is the Parents of Prodigals podcast. At this time, I want to welcome listeners from a variety of localities. We have a new international locality, which I'll be mentioning in a moment. We have listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We welcome parents of prodigals, listeners in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, and Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, and Louisiana, the great state of New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Wyoming. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, and Brazil. We have listeners in the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, and most recently, we welcome parents of prodigals listeners in Zimbabwe and Tanzania. We welcome you. We welcome you. Now, due to time differences in many localities within the United States, such as in the West Coast or international time differences in different countries, or maybe perhaps some people there is no time difference, but you're working and you can't listen live. Many will be listening as they download the podcast at a later time. That's fine too. As I've said before, the Holy Spirit has no constraints and no restraints. He can work just as powerfully, just as mightily through a download podcast as he can through live listenership. I believe God will bless you, whether you're listening or listening through the download. It's the Spirit of God. The flesh counts for nothing. The Spirit is what gives life. So before we enter into our devotional, please join me in a word of opening prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. We thank you for this time together, Lord God. And I pray that this be, this truly be a time of ironing, sharpening iron, mutual strength and edification as we lift up our unsaved, wayward and prodigal or backslidden sons and daughters whom we long to have their names written in the book of life and surrender their lives to you, Lord God. You are not willing that any should perish, Lord, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Lord, we commit this time into your hands that your spirit be in the midst, permeating this entire podcast, Lord God. We worship you. We praise you. Let this be a time of worship where you and you alone are glorified, Lord God. Hear our prayers for our unsaved sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. 
as we bring them before you later on in this podcast. We know that you will bring it to pass. We trust you completely, Lord God. So be in the midst. We commit all this thing in Jesus' name to you, Lord God. Amen and amen. Well, you know, the title of tonight's devotional is The Trust That Gives Peace. The Trust That Gives Peace. And our scripture text is taken from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 1 through 4. Isaiah 26, verses 1 through 4. And I will give you a moment to find that text in your Bibles. The book of Isaiah is not just a book of warning and judgment on the disobedient, but it's also a book that gives the people of God the hope of restoration and assurance of answered prayer and healing. And chapter 26 of Isaiah in particular contains the praise of God's people for answering their prayers, delivering them from the hands of their enemies, and restoring them. And as you and I continue to pray and petition our Lord for the deliverance and restoration of our unsaved, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters, we too can sing the same song of praise, celebrate the hope of the restoration of our prodigals, as we believe God to answer our prayers. So let's read our scripture text together, Isaiah chapter 26, verses 1 through 4. And I'll be reading first from the New King James Version of God's Holy Word, and then from the Amplified Bible. First, the New King James Version. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Now, the Amplified Bible. In that day, song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the nation may enter. The one that remains faithful and trustworthy. You will keep in perfect and constant peace. The one whose mind is steadfast and is committed and focused on you. In both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress, your shield, your banner. The Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Now that word you being capitalized in the Hebrew to emphasize that God and God alone is the one true source of safety security, and the only one whom we can fully trust, whom will never let us down. Trusting in our mighty God can give us peace and joy, especially as we continue to pray for the deliverance and salvation of our unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters. And by trusting God, we are placing complete confidence in Him to hear and answer our prayers. And when we trust our Lord, he responds by filling us with joy and peace and causes us to overflow with hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, this trust and confidence in him has a firm foundation in God's character. So, what are these characteristics of our God that results in the peace that passes all understanding and can provide you and I with all the strength, stability, and the security and assurance that everything is going to work out and that we will see the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals? Well, let's talk about this. The trust that gives peace. The trust that gives peace. The trust in his, one, presence, two, safety, three, stability, four, his sovereignty, and five, solicitude. I'll go over that again. The trust that gives peace, trusting in his, one, presence, two, safety, three, stability, four, sovereignty, and five, solicitude. First, the trust that gives peace is the trust in God's presence. Verse 1 of the chapter of our text mentions that the people of God have a strong city, and the city being referred to here is Zion, the city of God. Figuratively, Zion is symbolic of God's presence. You and I can trust that no matter what is happening around us, our Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says to God's people, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, referring to the enemies of God's people. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Although what is happening with world events or what's happening in our homes with our problems may be used by the enemy to rattle us, and make us feel alone or abandoned. These are lies to try to get you and I to feel that God has ran out on us, and we've been left to fend for ourselves. But we can trust confidently that the Lord is remaining by our side, and this provides I with peace of heart and mind to endure. Next, the trust that gives peace is the trust in God's safety. God's safety in Bible times People lived nomadic lives in tents, out in the open. However, when stormy or rough weather would be expected, or when the threat of roving bandits existed, people would seek the shelter and safety of caves, the cleft of a rock, or even within city walls. It is with these situations in mind that God's word makes reference to our Lord being a shelter or refuge in times of danger. Psalm 62 verse 8 says that we can trust in him at all times, in every circumstance, and pour out our hearts to him, because he is our refuge and strength. There are some of us who have prodigal sons and daughters who may be incarcerated, as I've said before, or perhaps in rehabilitation centers, or maybe your prodigals are out in the street because of rebellion. Some of us have prodigals and we don't know their whereabouts at all. Others of us are watching our prodigals, taking paths of self-destruction, and we feel powerless to do anything about it. Let me say this to you and I say it to myself. Commit your prodigal to the Lord. I realize that this is easier said than actually done. But there are no safer arms for our prodigals to be in than in the arms of our Savior. 
let us all touch and agree for the safety of each other's prodigals as well as our own. And then let us offer the sacrifice of praise and thank him that he's watching over them. This too is the trust that gives peace. Third, the trust that gives peace is the trust in God's stability. Trust in God's stability. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 2 says, Nor is there any rock like our God. And Psalm 62, verse 2 says, He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be greatly shaken. When the situation with our prodigals appears to go back and forth, uncertainty doesn't need to weigh us down. We can be completely confident in him to fulfill his promise to us. God is not a man that he should lie. Psalm 25, verse 3 says of our Lord, Surely none who wait for you will be put to shame. Next, the trust that gives peace is the trust in God's sovereignty. Trust in God's sovereignty. My brothers and sisters, everything is under control. Psalm 103, verse 19 says that God's sovereignty rules over all. God has supreme power and authority over all situations and circumstances. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 23 through 26, when the disciples were puzzled about the difficulty for some people to come to salvation, Jesus answers to them that with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Don't allow the enemy to deceive and trick you into thinking and believing that your prodigal is beyond delivering, beyond saving, and beyond restoring. Remember what God did in Ezekiel chapter 37. If God can take a valley of dry bones, emaciated, rotted, dusty, and with no apparent hope of life, restoring your prodigal is no difficulty for him. Keep that in mind. The valley of dry bones of your situation with your prodigal son and daughter can and will be brought back and restored back to life by the power of our great and loving God. And last but most certainly not least, the trust that gives peace is the trust in God's solicitude. God's solicitude. By solicitude, I mean his care, his concern, his interest. God sees and hears our prayers for our prodigals. He is aware of the burden of our hearts for their deliverance and salvation. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 11 says, As I live, declares the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked should turn from their ways and live. This verse expresses God's desire that our prodigals should turn from their ways and live rather than face judgment and eternal damnation. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, For God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And this passage of God's word emphasizes that God does not want to see our prodigals face judgment, but wants their names written in the book of life, and for them to spend eternity with him, knowing that God is aware of our burdens for our unsaved sons and daughters, and that our interest is also his interest, should provide you and I peace and confidence. God is on our side, and he cares. Brothers and sisters, I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. 
the clock of the fulfillment of biblical prophecy is inching closer to the moment when we will all be snatched away in the blessed hope, the rapture. Pray, fast, witness, be salt and light to your prodigals. God is faithful and we can trust him to answer our prayers for them. This is the trust that gives us peace. I pray that this devotion was a blessing to you. And I know that, again, God is faithful. We can trust him completely with the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and it's at this time when we break into a musical interlude with two blessed numbers that I hope will give comfort and strength and encouragement to you. And so after we play these two musical numbers, we shall return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Be blessed and stay tuned.
praise God for those two strengthening and comforting hymns, El Shaddai, and When the Time Comes. This is the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and again, I want to remind everyone this is a live program where we invite your participation to share scripture, insight, a word of encouragement, but most of all, if you have any prayer requests for an unsaved son and daughter, in a few moments we'll be coming to the throne of grace with several requests, many of which we pray for every single week. We will continue to pray for them during the weekend, during this podcast, for miraculous delivery of whatever is holding them in bondage and salvation. I want to read the words of a famous hymn that was written by Albert B. Simpson. Albert Simpson was the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, a great man of God in the later 18th and 19th century. And the name of this hymn is Nothing is Too Hard for Jesus. It's based on the word of God, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, Lord God, there is nothing too hard for thee. Nothing is too hard for Jesus. Here are the lyrics. Often there comes a wondrous message when my hopes are growing dim. I can hear it through the darkness, like some sweet and far-off hymn. Nothing is too hard for Jesus. No man can work like him. Nothing is too hard for Jesus. No man can work like him. When my frame is worn with sickness and with tears my eyelids swim, I can hear the promise ringing like some sweet and heavenly hymn. When my way is closed in darkness and my enemies are fierce and grim, still it sings above the conflict like some glad, victorious hymn. When my heart is crushed with anguish and the waters reach the brim, faith hear the chorus like some mighty battle hymn. Let us claim the mighty promise. Let us light the torches dim. Let us join the mighty chorus. Let us swell and sing the glorious hymn. Nothing is too hard for Jesus. No man can work him. Nothing is too hard for Jesus. No one, no one can work like him. It's time to go before the throne of grace with our numerous prayer requests. So let's get started right now. Touch and agree with me. Every week we pray for these two young men, and we're going to do it again. And we'll do it again during the week. And we'll do it again next Thursday. The answer is coming. Both these young men are by the name of Joshua. And both these young men are in bondage to addiction. Which destroys the lives of many young people. The enemy has many young people, many people in general, in bondage to drugs. As he deceives their minds into believing that they need drugs to cope with life. And in turn, it ravages the mind and body and sends people into a Christless eternity. 
Let's touch and agree for these two young men, Joshua, right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we come before you for these young men, both named Joshua. And Father, you see that they're in bondage, in chain, in the enemy camp, to the scourge and stronghold of drug addiction. Lord, we just lift them up. We lay them before you, Lord God. And we pray that you touch their hearts, touch their minds. You see where they are right now. You know what they're doing. Father, we pray. We touch and agree. We unite in prayer for these two young men for their deliverance. Let the chains be broken. We speak against drug addiction in their lives right now. We pray, Holy Spirit, speak to these two young men. Bring them both to the end of themselves. And bring them to the point where they cannot go on any longer, Lord God. Give them no peace until they both surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Do whatever it takes, Heavenly Father, to deliver and save both these young men named Joshua. Speak to them wherever they are. Work their lives. No matter what it is, Lord God, we commit them into your hands, into your care. We praise you and we thank you. We know the answer is coming. We don't know when, but we know it will come. We ask for their deliverance and salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for these three young ladies. Gabby. Angela and Valentina, all three of these young ladies have parents who are praying for them as well for their deliverance and salvation. And all three of these parents, of these three young girls, the, the parents love them and want to see them surrender their lives to Christ. And many times parents recognize and worry. Worry is not of God. Concern is normal. But the enemy wants us parents of prodigals, to worry and wring our hands. The enemy wants that. But we're not going to do that. We're going to lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, touching and agreeing with the parents of these three young ladies right now. Again, for their deliverance and salvation. They're in bondage in a variety of issues, perhaps depression or low self-esteem, hostility to the gospel. Maybe, maybe rebellion, whatever it is. We're going to lift all three of these young ladies up in prayer right now. Father, we just lift them up by name, Lord God. Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just lift these three young ladies up. We're burdened for them. Their parents are burdened for them, Lord God. We bring these three young ladies before you. Deliver them from the captivity of the evil one. And let their ears be receptive to your word. Let your word, which is an inspiration from you, make them realize what is wrong in their lives. Correct and rebuke, Heavenly Father. Open their eyes to the realization of the God, Lord God. They need deliverance. They need salvation. If their hearts are hardened, soften them. If their minds are closed to the gospel, open their closed minds, Lord God. Whatever way you choose, Heavenly Father, a co-worker, a Christian friend, a gospel program, Lord God. Whatever it is, Father, 
whatever needs to be done in the lives of these three young ladies, bring it to pass, Lord God. Again, give all three of these young ladies, if necessary, a Damascus Road experience, Heavenly Father. We speak against depression or low self-esteem. We speak against hostility to the gospel. Let your word reach their hearts and minds. Let it fall on good ground, Lord God, bearing fruit. We pray that you just, in its most simple terms, Lord God, let these three young ladies listen when they're witnessed to. We pray for their parents as well, Lord God, who love them and want to see them saved. Strengthen their parents, give their parents perseverance that they don't give up praying for them and never give up hope. Don't let the enemy discourage the parents of these three young ladies. We lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina right now. We commit all three of them into your hands, Lord God. You're working your own way, in your own time, your own methods. You are working in their lives, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you for their salvation, their deliverance and salvation, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear brother Jamie and sister India have a beautiful daughter by the name of China. And at one point in time, China was bondage, but the Lord set her free. And China, I believe, was the first fruit of this ministry. We were praying for China repeatedly, and I'll never forget that day when my Jamie contacted me and told me about his daughter's salvation, how she surrendered her life to Christ. The Lord answering years of prayer. God has the perfect time. It may take God knows how long, but he has the perfect time. It's under control. We can commit it to him. Now, China surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. She's a woman of God. But as I've said many times, ground that is gained through prayer will always be counterattacked by the enemy. He's not going to allow this to go unaddressed. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes that we may have life and have it abundantly. And so we're going to touch and agree right now with my dear brother Jamie and my sister India with the continued perseverance and strength of daughter China in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now for China. Father, you see, Lord God, you know, in the New Testament, there were many times when there was heresy that tried to lure people away or ungodly influences or temptations that tried to make the early church Christians turn away from the truth. Maybe it was deception, false teaching, or the temptation of the world. Lord God, it's no different today. The enemy will always try to lure new converts back into the world, Lord God. We lift up our sister China right now, Heavenly Father. We pray for her, Lord. We thank you for her salvation. We thank you for delivering her and saving her. And now we pray that you fill her. Fill her with the Holy Spirit, Lord God, wherever she is right now. Plesteis. Be filled with the Spirit. We speak to China. Lord God, with your Holy Spirit, but she has Holy Ghost fire, strength. Oh, Lord, we just lift China up right now. We rebuke any counterattack of the enemy that's trying to lure her away. Give China a strong, strong hunger and thirst for your word. 
when she opens up that Bible, Holy Spirit, speak to her. Rebuke, reprove, encourage, strengthen, teach. Turn China into a Ruth, a Mary, an Esther, a Sarah. Make her the powerful, powerful woman of God that only you can do it, Heavenly Father. We commit China into your hands, Lord God. Put a hedge of protection, a battalion, an army of angels around my sister China right now. Guard her from any counterattack, Lord God. Demonic forces, we rebuke them as they counterattack. We plead the blood of Christ over my sister China. She's protected by blood and by a battalion of angels who will do warfare on her behalf. Help her to live a life worthy of the calling, Lord God. Strengthen her with all grace. Reveal your will to her. Use her for your honor and glory. Strengthen her against any temptation. Close her ears to the voice of the enemy. Open her ears to your voice, Spirit, to your promptings and to your guidance. Lead her into all truth and protect Heavenly Father. We commit China into your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of my dear sister Rose and her husband Frank from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Now Edgar knows the gospel. He knows the gospel. He knows about accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. But knowing the gospel is not enough. You have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, surrendering your life to him completely. Many people the gospel, that's as far as it goes. Perhaps they read the Bible and they go to church on occasion. Going to church doesn't make you a believer any more than being in a garage makes you a car. But Edgar is in bondage to satanic delusion that perhaps maybe he's good enough to get into heaven. We're going to rebuke these thoughts in the name of Jesus and pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. Touch and agree with me for Edgar right now. Join me. Father, we lift Edgar up in prayer right now. Father, you see that his parents are praying for him. I've spoken to his parents many times, Lord God. They love Edgar, and they want to see him get saved. And Father, we just lift Edgar up right now. You see the things that he's involved with, the, the, the places he goes, the people he hangs out with, the influences that the Satan is using to keep him from the gospel. He's in the enemy's camp, Lord God. Edgar may be partying. He may be drinking. He may be hanging out, going to the wrong places, hanging out with the wrong people, Lord God. We just lift Edgar up right now in prayer. We pray for his deliverance and salvation, Heavenly Father. We rebuke the forces of darkness, the forces of deception, the forces of delusion. We rebuke them to stop whispering in Edgar's ear, Lord God. Put a burden in Edgar's heart to come to church. doesn't have to be sole purpose, Lord. It could be a church in his area. Lead him to a Bible-believing, Christ-preaching, Spirit-filled church where your word 
Maybe your coworker will witness to him, Lord God. Maybe he'll find a gospel track on the floor. Whatever method you choose, whatever method you choose, Lord God, whenever you choose to do it, Father, you have the perfect method, the perfect time. We commit Edgar into your hands. We pray, we pray for his instant salvation. We don't want to see him get left behind, Lord God, when the rapture takes place. We don't want to know that he gets left behind, Father. We don't want him to enter a Christless eternity. It is appointed once unto men to die, and after this, the judgment, Heavenly Father. We commit him into your hands, Lord. We commit Edgar into your hands for deliverance and salvation. Bring it to pass, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every week we pray for four young people, these four individuals, these four young adults, are the children of a dear brother in Christ. Their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. It's my understanding that two of these young adults are somewhat receptive to the gospel, and two are very hostile to it. But it doesn't matter. A little hostility or a lot of hostility. The bottom line is this, that these four young people need to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. Touch and agree with me right now. Let's pray. Let's pray for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel right now. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, you see these four young people. Their parents are burdened for them, for their salvation. Their parents love them. They don't want to see them live lives without you, Lord God outside of your will, outside of the flock. They don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. These are perilous times, Lord God. Perilous times for the unsaved. Men's hearts while failing for fear, Lord, but not your people, God. And so we lift up Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. We pray for their salvation, Lord God. You see the things, the obstacles, keeping them from surrendering their lives to you. They may be involved in different religions. They may think that they're good enough. They may think that they don't need you, Lord God. They may have plenty of time. They may have a form of godliness, Lord God, but they are denying the power thereof. Whatever it is, Father, that is keeping Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel from surrendering their lives to you, remove it right now. Remove the obstacles. Bring down the strongholds. We bind the strong man in the name of Jesus, and we claim deliverance, salvation, and victory for these four young people. Do what is necessary in their lives, Lord God, so that they get saved, so that they listen to the gospel, so that they listen to your words, Father. Lord, there were some when you were on earth, Lord Jesus, who listened to you, followed you immediately. There were others they didn't want to listen. They walked away like the rich young ruler. His riches were more important than his soul. Lord, let Joseph, Jessica, Joshua realize that there is nothing more important than their souls. 
so that they surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Remove all obstacles, break strongholds, deliver from whatever is holding them in bondage. Self-righteousness, hostility, a closed mind, false religions, false beliefs, philosophies, false thinking. Deliver these four young people and save them. Save them, Lord God. Drowning in sin, going under. We don't want them to enter the lake of fire. We don't want them to enter judgment. Your word says in Psalmon that the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Deliver and save Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. We commit them into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Roshan, and the burden of the parent who submitted Roshan's name for prayer was that Roshan was a Christian at one time, but now he doesn't believe in God. He became addicted to social media and different philosophies. And his parent asks that we pray against the spirit of deception and spiritual blindness, which has lured Roshan away. This is not the time to backslide. Time is short. Touch and agree with me for Rashawn right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for praying parents who are burdened for the deliverance and salvation of their loved ones. And we lift up Rashawn right now, Lord God. We pray against that spirit of deception and spiritual blindness that has him, has him not believe in you anymore, Lord God. The enemy has hardened Rashawn's heart deceived him into believing you don't care or maybe you're not real heavenly father and the enemy has lured him into addiction into a variety of different philosophies and lies again the thief comes to steal kill and to destroy the enemy wants to see Rashan dead lord god you've come that he may have life and ha have it abundantly we pray for Rashan right now do what it takes to restore his trust and faith in you, Lord God. Bring him to the point where he realizes the Lord is real. This whole thing is real. Deliver from addiction, Lord God. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid, we stand. Bring Rashan to the point where he stands on the solid rock and trusts in you, Heavenly Father. We come up against Satan, demonic forces, the evil one. We rebuke these evil forces in Rashan's life. We cancel all satanic contracts, contracts that have been put out to kill Rashan. We pray a hedge of protection around him, around his mind and around his life. We claim Rashan right now. He is God's property. We plead the blood of Christ around Rashan right now. Save him, Lord. Save his soul. It's important, Lord God, not to end up in the lake of fire, that his name be written in the book of life. Deliver and save Rashan right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you, Lord God. The answer is coming. The testimony is coming. The testimony is coming. Rashan will get saved. 
you're working, Lord God. We trust that you're working. We don't have to see it. We trust that you're working in Rashawn's life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Matthew. And at one time, Matthew was in jail, suicidal, involved into the occult. And his parent prays for his deliverance and salvation, and that he come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Now, at one point in time, we did receive an update that he was doing somewhat better. But the enemy always counterattacks, tries to ruin what God is doing. The enemy doesn't want to see Matthew saved. He doesn't want to see him experience life abundant. He doesn't want to see him have the peace that passes all understanding. So we need to touch and agree for Matthew right now. And we need to pray for his parent that she not get discouraged. It's the trust that brings peace. As I've said in the devotional. Touch and agree with me right now for Matthew. Father, we just lift Matthew up right now. We lay him before you, before the throne of grace, Lord God. We have the trust that believes, Lord God. The trust in your concern. You love Matthew. You don't want to see him enter the lake of fire. You are willing that all should come to repentance. You don't want to see anyone perish, Lord God. You take no no delight in the death of the wicked, Heavenly Father. We trust in your sovereignty, Heavenly Father. The trust that gives peace. Your sovereignty. You're in full control. There is nothing you can't do, Lord God. You can bring bring down the strongholds in Matthew's life. He's not beyond saving. The enemy would like his mom to believe that, but it's not true. We cancel these lies. We pray for Matthew's parents that you restore and strengthen their trust in you, Lord God. Encouragement and comfort. Revitalization and revival in their souls. And we lift up Matthew right now. We rebuke Satan. We rebuke demons. We rebuke the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. Oh, we just lift Matthew up right now, Lord God. Let it be stronghold of the enemy resisting coming to you, Lord God. We bring down every stronghold that is keeping Matthew from receiving you. We pull it down right now in the name of Jesus. And we just believe you, Lord God, for saving Matthew's soul, for doing what needs to be done, Lord God. Lord, in the Old Testament, you brought judgment upon your people. The judgment wasn't meant to harm them. It was meant to awaken them so that they return to you. Let this be the case with Matthew. Do what needs to be done so that Matthew turns back to you, Lord God. We bind the strong man in Matthew's life that's attached to his life, Lord God. We bind the strong man that's keeping Matthew from receiving you. We rebuke the enemy right now. We enter the enemy's camp. The same way Abraham entered the enemy's camp and rescued Lot, we enter the enemy's camp. And we rescue Matthew from the enemy. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for Matthew's deliverance and salvation. Be asked for nothing but in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. 
We bring this request to you, Lord God, and we offer thanksgiving that you'll answer it. It's already answered. We're just waiting for the testimony to be called in for Matthew's restoration. And let the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds as we pray for Matthew. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It wasn't that long ago that we received a testimony from Texas mom regarding her son, Curtis. Curtis was in bondage to drug addiction. And Texas mom was praying for Curtis constantly. We were praying for Curtis constantly. And it was in a previous podcast when mom called in with an amazing testimony that Curtis had surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. He's entered treatment and last heard he was addressing his addiction issues. But again, like China, the enemy will always counterattack. He doesn't want to see Curtis in heaven. He wants to see Curtis in the lake of fire. That's not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen. The Holy Spirit's not going to let it happen. The Lord's not going to let it happen. Touch and agree with me right now. With Texas mom, as we pray for her son, Curtis, and his perseverance in the faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for praying moms, Texas mom, a woman of God. We pray that her, for her continued perseverance in the faith and strengthening in the faith. A powerful woman of God, an Esther, a Sarah, a Ruth. Lord, help her as she continues to encourage and strengthen and disciple her son, Curtis, Lord God. We lift up her son, Curtis, right now. We thank you for his deliverance and salvation. The work still needs to continue. Strengthen Curtis as he battles drug addiction. Help him to work his program. If he's in a drug program, Lord God, help him to continue to stay there and to do what needs to be done depending on the power of your spirit and seeking you as well, Lord God. We thank you for saving his soul. Turn Curtis, make Curtis, transform Curtis into an Abraham, a Joshua, a Gideon, a Moses, an Enoch, an Elijah. Transform Curtis into a powerful man of God. Strengthen him according to all might. Baptize him with the Holy Spirit. We just lift Curtis up right now in the name of Jesus. We just lift up Curtis right now. The blood of Jesus over Curtis right now. The Spirit has spoken. Strengthen Curtis and make him the man of God. Guard him. Protect him. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit fire in Curtis's life right now. 
It doesn't matter he's in Texas. Holy Spirit, touch him right where he is right now. At this very moment, bless Curtis in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for the adult son of my dear sister who's tuning in right now. Her son's name is Johnny. And Johnny, I understand we got a recent report. Johnny is doing somewhat better. Johnny is in bondage to alcohol. But there is a greater bondage, spiritual bondage. Johnny's not saved. But Johnny knows the gospel. His mom reports that Johnny knows about accepting Christ. But again, that's not enough. Knowing about Jesus is not enough. You have to know Jesus. Surrender your life to him. Take your throne, take yourself off the throne. Let Christ get on the throne. We're going to touch and agree right now for Johnny. Johnny's mom reported recently that there was a series of events. Divulge the details. I will respect her confidentiality. But there was an incident that the Lord may have used to give Johnny a rude awakening. God's trying to get Johnny's attention. Let's touch and agree for Johnny right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another praying mom who is lifting up her prayer. Lord, strengthen Johnny's mom that she continue to persevere in her faith for Johnny's salvation, encouragement, and comfort. Lord God, not throwing in the towel the way the enemy would like her to do, but continuing to pray and fast for him. And right now, Lord, we lift up Johnny right now. Lord, you're moving, you're working. Let some more events take place that'll get Johnny's attention, Lord God. Knock him alongside the head. Give him no peace. There is no peace for the wicked. Your word says, don't give Johnny one decent night of good sleep, Lord God. Nudge him. Speak to him through a vision. Speak to him through a dream. Speak to him through a song. Speak to him through another Christian. Speak to him through a gospel track. Whatever it is, Lord God, speak to him through his mom. Whatever it is, Heavenly Father, do the work. You began the work, now continue it. We commit Johnny into your hand. We rebuke alcoholism. Lord God, we rebuke that demon that's telling Johnny, pick up a bottle, open it up and take a drink. You need it. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus, pleading your blood over Johnny's mind right now. Heal the mind. Heal Johnny's mind of the need for alcohol. Heal Johnny's body as alcohol ravages it. Bring healing to Johnny right now. The hem of your garment is being touched right now, Lord Jesus. Heal Johnny. Deliver him and save him. Give him a burden to come to church. When his mom says, hey, come with me to church, nudge him. Burden him. Harass him. In the name of Jesus, we commit him into your hands, Lord God. The peace, the trust that gives all peace, stability, no certainty, Lord God. You'll bring it to pass. We commit Johnny into your hands. And we thank you for his salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We received a prayer request, I think it was several weeks ago, for a young man by the name of Joe. And the parent of this young man is praying 
that Joe find his way back to God. Joe apparently believes that he's not worthy of God's grace. And he's turned to alcohol because he's disappointed in life. Apparently he's punishing himself. And he's trying to kind of find comfort in the bottle. Well, let's touch agree right now for Joe. As the enemy tries to destroy his life. We're not going to let that happen. We're going to touch and agree for Joe right now. Heavenly Father, you see the details in Joe's life. You see what's going on in his life, in his mind. Lord, Joe doesn't feel that he's worthy of your grace, Lord God, and he's turned to alcohol. And it's true. We're not worthy of your grace, Lord God. Lord, Jesus makes us worthy of your grace, God. He needs to realize this, Lord. Joe needs to realize that through Jesus Christ, salvation and deliverance is possible. And so, Lord, we pray that you speak to Joe, Lord God. Let the message, the true message of the gospel, get to Joe. By grace ye are saved, and not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. There is nothing that Johnny needs to do. He can't earn his salvation, Lord God. It's through grace. Holy Spirit, speak to Joe. Speak to him. Through whatever method you choose, Holy Spirit, speak to him. Let the gospel get to Joe's ears, and most of all, get to Joe's heart. Heavenly Father, we rebuke the deception of the enemy that wants Joe to believe he is unworthy of being loved. Lord, you love him with an everlasting love. Make your love real. Reveal yourself to him, Lord God. Reveal your love to Joe, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, we break any curses placed on Joe right now. We bind the power of the enemy. That's keeping Joe from receiving and turning to you, Lord God. We rebuke every desire of the enemy that's working in Joe's life. We claim Joe for salvation right now. Do what needs to be done, Holy Spirit. Rebuke, reprove. If it's a stubborn self-will, break it. If it's a closed mind, open it, Heavenly Father. Let all hindrances coming between Joe's heart and the gospel be melted away by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. We commit Joe into your hands, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you. The victory is won. The testimony is coming. We praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Several weeks ago, we received a prayer request um, it mentions here that the oldest prodigal, who was 27, just moved back to the area. And this parent says that they are anxious about how to react. There's a 15-year-old who's happy that the family is close by. But this parent wants their son protected from any harm. And this parent also wants this 27-year-old prodigal to return to the Lord. Well, the Word of God mentions something like that. So let's touch and agree. We don't have the name of this prodigal, but the Lord knows all things. So let's touch and agree for this prodigal right now in the name of Jesus.
Father, you know the details. You know the story. We don't know what the details are, but you do, Heavenly Father. And we bring this prodigal, this 27-year-old prodigal before you. Deliver them from the captivity of the evil one. Let their ears be receptive to your word. Let your word be real in their lives, Lord God. Give them a spiritual awakening, Heavenly Father. Lord, the parent of this prodigal wants to see them saved. Doesn't want to see them enter a crisis eternity, Lord. And we just lift them up. You see what's going on in their lives. You see what they're involved in and what they're doing, Heavenly Father. We lift them up in prayer. We lift this prodigal up. We lift these parents up, Lord God, this parent, that you strengthen them, that you comfort them, that you help them to continue to pray for the salvation and deliverance of this 27-year-old prodigal. Bring peace to the home, Lord God. Permeate this home with your Holy Spirit. Saturate it with your Holy Spirit, God. And give this 27-year-old absolutely, positively, unequivocally, undeniably, most certainly, no peace. No peace. Until they realize their need for you, Heavenly Father. Until they realize that they need to accept you and surrender their life to you, Lord God. Father, we just humbly bring this 27-year-old before you. They may be caught up in the world of sin. Soften their hearts to understand that you paid the full price for their sins by sacrificing your only son, Lord. Let this 27-year-old give up any worldly pleasure and bring them to the point where they seek your kingdom first. Guide them gently, Lord God. And if not gently, guide them roughly. If it takes a Damascus Road experience, Bring it to pass, Lord. We just commit this situation into your hands, Heavenly Father. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you. We glorify you. Lord, bring, in, bring, bring to pass all the answers to all these prayers. You see all these prodigals that we've prayed for, all these young people. Some of them are saved, and they need to be strengthened in the faith so that they persevere. Many of these prayers are prayers of young people who are either backslidden or saved. Time is short. The rapture could take place any moment, Lord God. Father, answer all these prayers, Father, for every single one of these prodigals, Lord God. We just bring them before you. Joshua's, Gabby, Angela, Valentina, Chadger, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, Joel, Roshan, Matthew, Curtis, Johnny, Joe, this 27-year-old prodigal, all of them, Lord God, the parents of these prodigals, the parents of these saved uh, young people. Lord, we bring these prayers before you, laying them before you, Lord God. We trust you. Shalai lechalam elo shalom. El shadai lechalam ele shalom echadama salashalowa. I halam elo shalom elo chaman ele chalom echalam ele shalai. Oh, we just lift these prayers up before you. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. And you'll bring the answers to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amashai Alechalam Elohim. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Well, we've come to the end of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I pray that it was a blessing to you. You know, we do not just pray for these requests every Thursday. We bring these requests before the throne of grace during the week as well. And you, if you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, you can submit your prayer request. You don't have to wait for Thursday. Submit it. Go in the Parents of Prodigals website. Submit your prayer request. And we will bring it before the throne of grace during the week. Immediately, the moment we see it, we will lift it up in prayer. And then we'll bring it before the throne of grace during our podcast as well. God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. And he will answer the prayers for the deliverance and salvation of your prodigals and mine. The next time we will be on the air will be next Thursday, November 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until that time, until we come together again, if you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, Colorado, North or South Carolina, Oklahoma or Massachusetts or Georgia or Idaho, if you're the parent or guardian of a wayward son or daughter, whether they're a teenager or an adult, and you're agonizing for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Ohio, Utah, West Virginia, New Jersey, or Montana, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life, and you live in Illinois, Minnesota, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Wyoming, Mississippi, or Arkansas, or Kentucky, or Michigan, Oregon, or Washington State, if you're the parent of an unsaved or the guardian of an unsaved son and daughter. You don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. As biblical prophecies being fulfilled before our very eyes. And you want your prodigal son and daughter to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You want them to have life abundantly. You want their name written in the book of life. You don't want them to go into the lake of fire. To go into a Christless eternity. If that's you and you live in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, Brazil, India, New Zealand, or the Philippines, Zimbabwe, Germany, or Tanzania. If you're the parent or guardian of a prodigal, wayward, or unsaved son and daughter. want them to have their names written book of life to have a glorious eternity with the lord jesus christ i admonish you continue in prayer being watchful therein and watch the road watch the road your prodigal will be on it until next thursday november 16th at 7 p.m 
This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of all of us at Parents of Prodigals. Wishing you a good night. And God bless all of you. Good night.